0: Hey, good morning, folks. As you can tell, I am definitely getting that voice back, and I am glad, let me tell you. A lot of stuff has been happening, a lot of stuff going on. Yesterday was the official launch of the NetworkMarketingAdvocates.com. I am putting boatloads of new training up there today. That is our first full-blown membership site, 10 bucks a month and you get some really good private training, private information, a lot of editorials and stuff that I do not make available publicly. This is stuff that we cover and hone in on, and we give some additional things. Like Today I'll be putting up an archive training, 25 Ways to Win with People by John Maxwell. This was done years ago in his real potential audio series. It's no longer available. I was very proud to be a part of that. That was st- uh, strategically created with, with John Maxwell and Pam Shaw for the network marketing arena. You don't want to miss that. I'm telling you, 10 bucks a month, 120 bucks a year, you cannot go wrong. Stuff in there uh, that will blow your mind if you're in the network marketing arena. And uh, it, it really is the voice, the new voice of our profession, still growing, still putting together some stuff, powerful info. Just redid MLM Help Desk. It will become the portal for news and information that is publicly available, but most people don't know where to get it. We're excited about that. Today we are in Chapter 13, weird, because normal isn't working. It's funny how so many times we go through life and we just want to be normal. And then when we start looking around at what people say normal is, we realize, man, that really sucks. Today we start Part 5 on Values. Values is a, is a really a, a taboo subject in some circles. It's very uh, controversial in others. You hear people all the time say, don't put your values or principles on me. In other words, don't judge me based on your worldview. The question we've got to look at is not how we judge others, but are we living our values? Have we drifted off center Craig starts this chapter off with a pretty good story. He says, several years ago, our family rented a great little place right on the beach and enjoyed the vacation of a lifetime. Off the clock and on the water, we built sandcastles, got sunburned, and ate more seafood and ice cream than should be legal. I especially loved playing in the surf with all the kids, splashing each other, jumping waves, floating on our backs, and hearing them squeal whenever I shark attacked them. It was fun. I felt like a kid again. And as the tide washed away, the accumulated stress of work at home and church, I just relaxed. I knew we'd been out in the water for a long time when the sun began its colorful descent to meet the horizon. Relishing the tired, happy satisfaction that comes from hours in the sand, sun, and salt water, I told the kids it was time to head back and get cleaned up for dinner. But Daddy, my son, said, I don't see our house anywhere. He was right. I scanned the beach grasping for a point of reference and saw only a few homes dotting the shore. None looked like ours though, and maybe they all looked or maybe they all looked like ours. How could our house have just disappeared like that? It was right there and we had we were right here and now all of a sudden I felt like the final episode of lost. At last I saw it our little cabana probably a good quarter of a mile back down the beach. The entire time we were playing, the current was gently moving us downstream with the tide. We were drifting the whole time and never realized until we could not find our way back. How many times do we do that? We we sit down. We create our values. We know the principles in which we want to live by. And we wake up one morning and realize, that's not the values I'm living by. Those aren't the principles in which I've I've come accustomed and it wasn't something that just happened overnight. It had been a process over and over. In other words, drift happens. Now think about that. How many times have you been doing that? Maybe it's a roller coaster and you got disoriented or maybe you were you were at one of those state fairs or a haunted house and they have those funky floors and the and the blinking lights and and you think you're walking straight but you slam into a wall. Or you're in the house of mirrors, and one minute you look fat, and the next minute you look skinny, and the one minute you look tall, one minute you look short. It's all disoriented. It happens all the time. And it's as inevitable as the tide. Craig says, if you don't focus on where you are, you will drift away from your priorities time and time again, including your number one priority, the anchor securing all your values, beliefs, and convictions relationship with God now if you're just tuning in today absolutely I love Jesus you'll find out in our trainings that a lot of times I'll have antidotes and principles and precepts that come from the Bible if you're not a follower, if you're not a believer that's cool the stuff that I bring out is stuff that's relevant it's topical, you can use it in your business forget the Bible and the Jesus stuff and work around it I would expect to do the same if I was on your radio show and you weren't a Christian. See, we get caught up in having fun together, and we have so much fun that we just stop paying attention to what's going on. Man, I see this happen in, in business relationships all the time. People start out, and they are blown away. They are rock stars. They are cranking it. I, I've got a company right now I'm working with, Restelli Direct. This company's got a pristine reputation. They know how to succeed in business. They're entering into a new marketing channel called Direct Selling. They've had some bumps and hiccups. They've got some growing pains in their first year of business. And all of a sudden, in those growing pains and stuff that's going on, what happens is I see an onslaught of frustration. You know what it's caused from? Lack of communication, drift. What started out as a trusting relationship has drifted apart because people have their principles a little bit tweaked wrong. They're so focused on doing one thing that they don't realize where else it's headed. They have a business philosophy that doesn't match that of the companies, or the company has a business philosophy that doesn't match that of the distributors. It happens all the time. Let's take it another step. Take it a little bit more personal. happens in your relationship. Man, when you get married, you are rocking strong. You're having fun. It seems like every night you're making love to each other. You're, you're having the the intimate time. You're sitting around watching the girly movies, the, the the action movies, all that good stuff. And then one day you wake up and you realize it's not been happening. The kid, the business, the time got in the way. And all of a sudden all you are are roommates. guess you could say in some cases you're friends with fringe benefits. But that intimacy, that that soulmate love is gone. It wasn't that it happened overnight. You drifted. Craig writes this. The current of normalcy will pull you away from God at every opportunity if you let it. When we allow ourselves to go with the flow literally, then we're moving away from the solid rock of God's presence in our lives. He's still there, right where he's always been and always will be. We're the ones that are riding the waves in pursuit of another destination. Let's exchange God's name. We pull away from our spouse at every opportunity if we let it, the current of normality. When we allow ourselves to go with the flow literally, then we're moving away from the solid rock of our marriage, our spouse's presence in our life. They're still there, right where they've always been, we're the ones that are riding the wave in pursuit of other destinations. See how it's interchangeable? To it be your kids. See, it's easy for us to be led astray in an instant gratification, always connected, busy world. We're bombarded with everything under the sun and it's hard to stay focused. Same thing goes with your faith. See, it's easy to let the enemy steal your faith by all the circumstances that enter in. All of a sudden, you've drifted away. Your marriage is on the rocks. And what happens? That little voice in your mind starts to say, man, was she really the one anyway? Do you really want to try with him? Look at that stud you're working with now. Wouldn't that be better? You have so much more in common. See how the little things just start to roll in. So how do we lose our faith? Let's let's drive this home for a minute because because this is based on some Christian principles. If you lose your faith, you're going to probably drift from your values. Number one, we start blaming God. See, when we're unhappy with our circumstances, when when the storms of life seem to get in the way, when, when it's normal for us to drift, We start to blame others and we blame God. We don't want to blame ourselves so we justify the fact that God did this to me. God gets blamed for more stuff than the devil does. But yet the Bible's clear. Storms are going to come. You know, putting your faith in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that it's going to be a utopia. It's going to be peaches and cream all the time. Apples and cinnamon, whatever you want to call it. means that there's going to be some issues, but you have a rock that you can stand on. James 1, 2, and 3 says, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I hate that. But I know as the storms come, if I hold my faith and keep focus forward, it works. My friends that are into New Age call it the law of attraction, a universal law. I believe that it's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit working in me. But there's a true point here. When you focus on God's will, you stand true to your principles and don't blame God, great things can happen to you. Craig writes this, he says, some of us even blame God for things that Christians do. Always wanting to use that as an excuse, saying, well, so-and-so who's a Christian did this to me, so I'm never going to church again. The truth is, there's almost as many different kinds of Christians as there are people. Because Christians are people, getting angry at God for things human beings do is a surefire way to drive a wedge between you and him. Man, there's so many. I mean, it's like going to a Victoria's Secret store, and there's so many different panties for your wife. Yeah, I know. You women are freaking right now. But it's the truth. Look at you girls. How many different types of bras and panties do you have? And that's about as how many different types of Christians that there are. You go to the men's wardrobe store, and what do you have? Boxers and briefs. That's it. We don't have to worry about all the brawls and all that stuff. And that's how I feel sometimes. I look at this and I say, gum, man, everybody calls themselves a Christian, then look what comes out of their doggone mouth. We cannot blame others for our drifting, for what might come between us. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of the greatest little passages I like. Matter of fact, I don't care if you're saved or not, Proverbs is just a great chapter. I mean, a great book. Listen to this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. I believe that. Shadow of a doubt. I lose the client. I, w- I look for the Lord to give me two more. I just keep plugging away until something breaks. It's all I can do. Second thing out of the five that can rip apart and cause you to drift from your values is hanging around bad influences. Now, as a kid, as you guys know, we've talked about this. Mom would say, don't hang around those kids. Those are just hidlums. They're going to cause you grief. As an adult, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies in your life. Those that want to tell you all the time, that ain't going to work. You've been there before. You've tried that. That's one of those pyramid things. Why would you go into business for yourself in a down economy? That probably won't work. Nobody's going to want... You know, think about this for a second. I mean, this is going to a little segue out, rabbit trail, but the old boy that invented the hula hoop or the slinky, do you honestly think they listen to those naysayers in their lives? Now, nobody's going to buy the hula hoop. Look at the way you're wiggling your butt. Why, they don't even let that on the Ed Sullivan Show. Elvis was banned. Nobody's going to shake their booty around the circle thing. Now, why'd you make that slink? You look at that. It's it's just going to get messed up. That's going to cause parents to get all frustrated. Or clackers. Remember the clackers? Well, nobody wants those. Those who kill somebody, those look like one of those Australian things you throw and hit with people. Probably what David used to kill Goliath. And you're saying, what in the Sam? Think about that. Dull negative di- Those are three items that nobody really needs in their life, but they made the people millionaires. Created billions of dollars in sales for the companies. See, that's the key that we're looking at here. If you hang around bad influences, you'll never accomplish anything in your life. If you're hanging around, now, now now I'm going to go to relationships for a second. Ladies, especially you, if you just got married and your girlfriends are single and they call you up and they say, hey, let's go out tonight. We're going to go to the club and go dancing. You better say no. If they're single, the odds are they're going to be trying to go out there and find them a young man. You already found yours, but if you're hanging out with single ladies, then the, the the focal point to a man is going to be you're single too. Men, same principle. You don't just go out hanging out with the buddies. Well, Troy, it's different for us. We go to the sports club. So do single women looking to pick up men if they're all into sports. Troy, we don't have that problem. We go to the strip club, and those girls aren't looking for us. They just want our money. Same principle, dude. If you're going to go out, go out with your spouse. You want to go to the sports club? You want to watch the game? Hey, there's other couples there. Go make couple friends. Go to small group if you're in the church. But stop hanging around bad influences. I don't go dancing that much now because we got the kids, and Paige just doesn't have time. But something that I do do, and I had to look and look and look to find a place to be able to do it. I love to shoot pool. My whole family does. In the old days, I had a couple of clubs in Kansas City I could go to, and I could shoot pool, and everything was great. In Destin, I had to look around because I didn't want to shoot pool where there was a bunch of girls. You know where I found the nicest place to shoot pool if I have to go by myself? The bowling alley. Because the pool tables are inside the arcade, and single girls, let alone married women, don't like going in there. Find you a place that will keep you out of trouble. That's the name of the game. Number three Giving in to temptation will screw your values up. Listen to what Craig writes here. God doesn't cause our problems and he doesn't tempt us. James one thirteen through fifteen says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted with his own evil desire. He is dragged away and enticed. Therefore, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. The devil didn't make you do it. God didn't make you do it. Did you just have some natural inklings inside of you that make you do it. There's a story in the Bible about how Jesus, after he was baptized by John the Baptist, went into the desert for 40 days. It only talks about three temptations. But as I studied that, I realized he was tempted almost daily for 40 days fasting, praying. He made it through that temptation. Well, yeah, Troy, he's the son of God. No, think about this. He's the son of God in human form. In the desert, each day getting weaker and weaker, how many times have you gone through a little bit of sleep deprivation? all of a sudden, temptation seems to be a lot more rampant your 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 inhibitions are down you're tired. That's why the c i a and military use sleep deprivation on enemies. Temptation comes from that inner heart issue you got to work around that. Get away from that. We don't want to give in to temptation. Sadly, we've built an entire culture around catering to immediate gratification. That's what's wrong with today's society. Women are taught that men don't need, need sex. They just desire sex. Men are taught that Women don't want sex. They just use it for them. And, and and you know, I had this guy the other day, Troy used a lot of sex in that. That's because that's what the culture uses, so I figure it's relevant. See, this is the crap that we have. A guy says, well, I'm going to go be with the guy, so I'm going to go shoot pool. I'm going to go play baseball, soccer, whatever it is to keep out of the house. Women say, well, I'm going to the bookstore, Starbucks, hang out with the friends, and all of a sudden the relationship gets ripped. The kids come along we're so busy with the kids we don't take time for each other. We, we, We use network marketing as a crutch so that we don't have to be home. It's sad, but I see it. See, when you look at the five things and we're number three, giving in to temptation, it's so easy. Craig writes, maybe they just accept that it's wrong in God's eyes, although not in their own. They're worried about sorting it out later. If we absolutely have to bring God into our lives, let's postpone it as long as we can. Let's wait till later. Other found it easy to rename their sins with a marketing spin that would make uh, it would, would make the characters on TV's Mad Men proud. Instead of saying I struggle with pornography, they simply say I enjoy adult entertainment. Instead of being honest about cheating on their spouses, they describe their marriage as complicated crazy. I see Christian people who profess to know God getting divorced. I shake my head saying, man, you've lost track of that intimate relationship with Jesus, which has caused you to lose track of having an intimate relationship with each other. It's nuts. Number four, Loving the world. Now, this is big, and, I, and I'm and i doing a whole study coming up. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll get to it until the first of the year, but this is huge here. Listen to this. Loving the world. You hear this all the time. It's about lifestyle. It's about lifestyle. I hear in the Christian community, it's about lifestyle. I live in one of the most prestigious islands in Florida. It's about lifestyle. You have to fight this. It's not about fake it till you make it. It's it's not about pretending. It's about saying, I want life transformation. I want my life to be different and better. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian. You want to be able to fulfill some massive purpose that you were created for. Craig writes, more than just drifting from God, this force pushes us off against him and fires up an outboard motor. The Bible is clear. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the the love of the Father is not in him. Craig goes on. He says, this one sounds heavy and sobering, and it is. But the world makes it so easy to love everything here and not only to to love all the beautiful things, but also create your own identity from them. What you drive. You won't be happy until you build your your dream home clothes make the men diamond or girls best friends if you need to go into a little debt to finance a little debt to finance the tasteful fun exciting glamorous self-expression then no biggie everybody's doing it it's normal trust me there's nothing wrong with self-expression unless it becomes justification for idolatry or narcissism or something like that Lifestyles come and go. Life transformation is permanent. Start focusing on changing your life and transforming yourself into the person that you want to become. Do not fake it till you make it. That is not at all what it's about. Ever. You have to push forward, push through, build up. Because if you don't, you will find there's a major, major issue. Number five, faking it. I don't know how many times I've heard this in network marketing. Fake it till you make it. Make everything look so good. First impressions is the lasting impression. Do it. You know what? Sadly, I did this. Custom clothes, custom made shirts tailored slacks the whole kit and caboodle fake it till you make it if you'll fake in one thing you'll fake in another and when you're found out no one will believe you no one will care I see this a lot in church people are on the way to church and They have a huge screaming fight with their spouse. They yell at the kids, flip off another driver, all the way to the church. It is nothing but chaos. They pull into the parking lot. They jump out of the car, leave the wife to take care of the kids, head to the door. Big smile as they walk up, start shaking hands. Bless you, I'm blessed. How are you? God, glory, hallelujah, brother, God is good, isn't he? Oh, yeah, a bunch of hypocrisy, hypocrites, faking it. Because they're not making it We cannot do this You want to break this I I'd, I'd tell you I'd, I'd read my Bible If you're not a Christian just read Proverbs There's not really any boo-boo spiritual stuff there As much as just practical sense For you Christians I'd start worshiping the Lord Play some really good mellow Christian music on And, and listen and focus And say Lord what do you got for me Get involved in small group, accountability meetings, something like that. And most of all, just pray. God, give me some insight. Give me direction. Show me what I need to do. See, that's the key. Tomorrow, a weird blessing, Chapter 14. It's going to be a blast. Keep my mom and dad in your prayers. He's still in the hospital going through testing. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for realmentorsradio.com by